We're joined on Sports Talk now by former Director General of WADA, now deeply involved in integrity of sport globally, David Howman. David, pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's uh, been obviously pretty fraught times over the last 24 hours since the Russians decided to invade the Ukraine. A number of sporting bodies are now, a number of sporting stars, uh, government officials and the like have suggested that the Russians be punished with various sanctions based around hosting and competing in sport. What's your initial reaction to this thought process is coming in around this invasion of Ukraine and welcome? Well, it's a horrible thing. It, it's not the first time that they've done it. And, and they did it shortly after they hosted the Winter Olympic Games in 2014 when they annexed Crimea. And, and I can't recall too much of a fuss being raised then because uh, not so long after they hosted the World FIFA Football Cup uh, and they've hosted many events uh, subsequently. So I worry a wee bit about people suggesting that sport should be the sharp end of sanctions and that sort of thing. On the safety side of it, however, I fully understand uh, sporting bodies saying that they're not really uh, that keen to go there while this invasion is going on. So there's sort of the, the, a division of thought in my mind. Don't use sport for political means, but certainly make sure you cancel sport where there's a safety issue involved. So you'd feel that regardless, not I'm suggesting you're in the mind of Vladimir Putin though, but if anyone started pulling events out like World Cup qualifiers, UEFA Cup final, Formula One and the like, it probably wouldn't make a great deal of difference. Is this more bluster and uh, posturing more than anything else? Well, I think you have to be in the mind of uh, Mr. Putin to understand reactions to that. And I think he's got a pretty strong hand on some of the world sporting people. Uh, that's indicated really by the soft approach that was taken after the institutionalised doping that was found in Russia. And the fact that the IOC have allowed Russia to essentially compete anyway, they just call them the Russian Olympic Committee, uh, shows that he didn't receive the harsh sanction that probably others would have. And, and therefore, he's got a bit of a strong shake on things. When you add that to the fact that he met with uh, President Xi, Xi in um, Beijing during the Winter Olympics, I think their discussion was not really on sport. It could have been on other, other aspects, including this, um, this invasion. So what's the grasp on power they have? Is it purely financial? They're so big, they invest so much money, they're very hard to turn around, and they figure no one's going to come up against them but just because of that power they hold, along with the other huge countries that have the, the same thing, like China, as you mentioned, uh, maybe uh, Qatar, uh, Saudi Arabia, and the like as well. Is this the way it's for, uh, pointing? Well, in, in sport, they throw a lot of money at events, and they make sure that those who are running their events in their country will not go home broke. In fact, they'll go home very wealthy. Whereas many other countries in the world might have to guarantee money, but end up losing money themselves or federation really not coming out on the on the right side of the ledger. So they do offer stuff by way of guarantees that not many others do. Just in terms of the events that are coming up there, they're throwing a big, big conference for world sport called Sport Accord in May. 15 to 20 May. Now, if the world of sport is going to start objecting to political issues like this, well, it's really war. It's not so much a political issue, actually, it's a health and safety issue. Then that's the first that should go. And I would have hoped that the IOC and, and FIFA and the big bodies that are host, in behind that hosting will, will pull the plug on it. Well, you would have thought that, but you'd expect there would have been some kind of flexing when it came to, as you mentioned before, the doping situation, the Crimean situation. It's almost like they've set themselves up that they're, they're impotent, for want of a better phrase, David. Well, they got away with things. You know, that's the only way you can say it. The, the Court of Arbitration for Sport weakened when it came to the crunch 
Russia was banned by WADA for four years. Uh, that was not upheld for four years. It's only for two years. And then they, uh, they let them back in all over the shop. So it wasn't really the strong arm approach that one would have hoped for and one would have expected. And, and therefore, when you come down to this sort of area, I think you've got to distance it from a, the integrity part of sport and put it into this safety area. But why would sport stand up to Russia now in this area when they didn't in the other? Can you answer that question? Former Director General of WADA, David Hellman, joining the program. Is, is anything going to change, do you think? Well, no, I think they're afraid of Russia. You know, it comes down to a fear issue. And, and, you know, if you do something, if you look around the number of international federations that have got Russian presidents or very strong Russian financial contributions, it ranges from UNESCO, where they set up the doping convention with money and then run a, run UNESCO uh, when it comes to enforcing the UN Convention on Anti-Doping. Uh, it goes then to other event, other bodies, and I, I can't remember the latest one, but I think it might be fencing, where the new president of world fencing is a Russian, and he immediately tipped in $10 million a year to keep the coffers going. Now, that can get you elected when the body's going you know, south in terms of its finances. Somebody comes along and says, make me president and I'll make sure you've got plenty of money in the bank to hold your events. That's what happens. And I think now there are probably six or seven uh, international sport federations who are Russian who who offer, offer money as well as their, obviously, their expertise to the sporting um, federation. Um, so they're not going to say no to them. How complicit are we as a sporting public when we consume all of these events and turn a blind eye to what's going on behind closed doors. It's very much like, look at the lights and the fun of the sport. Let's just forget what's going on behind it. I suppose that we are, to a degree, as sports fans, are we not? Well, put aside the, the, this invasion for a minute. I don't think many people do know what goes on in the background, and therefore I forgive them for doing what they do and, and just not knowing. Not many people like to talk about it because they fear retribution on a personal level, uh, and I can assure you that it, that occurs. So... There are some things that you don't want to know about because you can then be, I suppose, naive or, or innocent or whatever you want to say uh, and watch without that knowledge. As soon as I tell people some of the bad things that go on in sport, they say, you put me off watching. Uh, and so I try not to do that because I think that's the wrong thing. But I still think people ought to be aware of what goes on behind the scenes. Looking forward, do you think that any of this will come to anything as far as uh, the Formula One drivers not wanting to take the Formula One there, um, the Ukraine and Russian game in the in the Football World Cup, the qualifier not happening, the UEFA Cup not going ahead? Do, do you feel that's actually viable? Oh, indeed. I, and I think more will happen. And I think the power will be with the athletes rather than probably the federations. Because if I were an athlete, I would think uh, twice about going there uh, in this situation. And unless I was forced to go, I would probably say, ban it, you know, just don't, just, just put it in, in another, uh, another country, change the event. So that the power of the athletes might come to the fore here a wee bit in some other areas. But I think so far with the cancellation of the um, of the European Cup is a pretty good indicator that sport might adhere to the, the process that they should. And as you said before, a lot of that is based on pure safety of the athletes and the officials being involved in a country that's essentially at war. Exactly. And, and you know, you, you've got to start respecting that position. It's a wee bit different than the doping. That's I just want to make that distinction. But it is obviously an opportunity where if you don't stand up uh, and take events away, then you're never going to. 
Great thoughts and great to talk to you again. Former Director General of WADA, David Howman, thank you very much for your time. Cheers, Darcy.